When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Game week 27 transfer plans. We have just had a blank game week and we are moving into what might be one of the biggest weeks of the FPL season, deciding what we're going to do with our team going forward. So today I'm going to take you through those transfer plans. The likes of Son, Odegaard, Arsenal looking really good. Do we need to find a route to buy Mo Salah back into our teams as well? There's plenty to discuss. So today is my game week 27 transfer plans. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here. Before we dive in, 1,000 likes on the videos, DM, subscribe if you are new around here. And I have to apologise, the video is slightly later than normal. It's either a Sunday afternoon normally or first thing on a Monday morning. But I didn't have time yesterday as I had another very disappointing trip to Wembley to see my team lose a cup final. First of all, congratulations to Liverpool fans. That Klopp side, Klopp and Van Dijk managed to just build a team around them, whether they're old, young, experienced that can just win titles. And Chelsea, we had the chances to do it, but unfortunately not. So I didn't have the sort of morale after watching that again. That's four cup finals in a row I've seen us at Wembley and we've lost all of them, three of which at the hands of Liverpool as well. But looking back at FPL, my team for game week 27 lines up on screen as it does now. Ariola in goal over Kaminsky, just because I don't really want to start double up on Luton defence. I've done it in the past in a double, but not in a single game week. And I do plan on starting Alfie Doughty in my defence if he's back from an injury. Of course, he did pick up a slight knock in game week 25, but that feels like a while ago now and we are expecting him back available. In terms of my defence, Trippier is in there and then Gabriel. I'm just set and forget an Arsenal defender for pretty much every single game week for the rest of the season, except maybe when they play Manchester City. I think it's game week 30. Trippier, is in there. Now, no one's really getting points from their defence. Yes, I massively wish I'd gone through with what I said I was going to do and buy eight Nori this week. He picked up an assist, all bonus points and a clean sheet at home to Sheffield United and I'd be in a much better place if I'd have bought him this week. However, I still have Trent on my bench and we'll talk about my replacements for him this week. As they have changed and that's part of the reason I didn't sell him last week was because the options for Trent's replacements this week would be a little bit different if I decided to keep him. 
So at the moment, we have Trippier starting. At home to Wolves is okay. They are much better at home. He does have a little bit of attacking threat, as with Alfie Doughty, but they both feel like they're playing for defences who can't defend, but they have enough attacking threat that it makes them not awful picks. And then, of course, Gabriel. Into midfield, the midfield four at the moment is Gordon, Phil Foden, Bakai Saka, and Cop Armour, of course, coming in. Now, Chelsea have a midweek game against Leeds after a cup final, and then this game away against Brentford. It does mean I'm a little bit worried about potential tiredness in that Chelsea team, especially after losing a cup final like that. I do have Huang Hee Chan sat on my bench. Now, I could end up playing him. Now, he did blank. And it was a poor transfer in for me this week. He did blank against Sheffield United. But then I look at it away at Newcastle and wonder if that is actually a game that's better suited to that Wolves attack. And benching him might not be the best idea. So Gordon or Palmer could end up on the bench for me this week. But at the moment, they are both starting. Gordon is very good at home. And Palmer has been one of the best value assets we've had this season. And up front, it's about one of the parts of the team I'm actually pretty happy with. Haaland, Solanke and Ollie Watkins. At the moment, the captaincy armband is on Erling Haaland. I think it's a really, really tough week for captaincy. Haaland's goal threat has been there, but the amount of points he's scoring in FPL have not been as big as we'd want. Saka is away at Sheffield United, which is such a good game for him. Solanke against Burnley as well. You've got Watkins away at Luton. It's probably between Haaland or Saka. Arsenal are just scoring three, four, five goals at the moment, and Sheffield United are particularly bad at home at the moment. They've been okay away from home where they're able to shut up shop. But at home, they feel like they have to attack a little bit more. And I think Arsenal could have a lot of fun this week. So I did hold on to Trent going into this week because I did think that Eight Nori was a good pick last week. But I didn't massively want him in my team long term. So it would have been a potential couple of hits. Now, of course, I regret that. But in selling Trent this week, it's not going to be a Wolves defender that I would go to. Trent also turned up to the Carabao Cup final in a knee brace, which does seem like that's not going to be returning anytime soon. We are expecting him to be back or out at least until game week 30 after the international break, and we might see him out for a little bit longer. So there are a few replacements that I am looking at. The first one is just going to a Bournemouth defender now, Burnley away this week, and then a double in game week 28. And their fixtures for the long term are really nice. That is part of the reason that I'm not 100% sold that it will be Senesai or Senesi that I go for as my Bournemouth defender. Because if I plan at the moment to free hit in game week 29, I will need this defender all the way up until about game week 34. Senesi is on eight yellow cards. Two more yellow cards, he gets a two-match suspension. So there are some other cheaper Bournemouth defenders in around 4.4 who have much less yellow cards. Now, their attacking threat, their attacking returns so far this season are not nearly as good but is it just a safer route to go with one of them? But with the fixtures coming up and the double, I do think buying one is quite a good idea. Now, I could do just probably the sensible thing and double up on Saliba. Now, the thing about that is, again, it seems sensible. It seems like the safe thing to do. They almost kept a clean sheet again against Newcastle. But I do like Odegaard in my midfield and I do still have plans for him. So if I go Saliba, I can't get Odegaard. But Arsenal are the best defence in the league at the moment. The final one is to go for a Liverpool defender. Now, I could go to Connor Bradley if Trent is out for a while. But the issue is if I need them all the way up until game week 34 again and Trent comes back in game week 30, although Bradley might be good for the short term, he would then potentially become an issue further down the line. Although he has been very, very good every time he's played for Liverpool. So 
At the moment, I've got Van Dijk in the graphic. He scored again in the Carabao Cup final. Again, he scored in game week 25 as part of the double. He seems to be finding that goal threat a little bit more than maybe we've seen in the early parts of the season. And the fixtures long-term are really nice. So to be honest, the sensible thing would just be to go straight for a Bournemouth defender, given they I will want one for the double next week. But I do look at Saliba and I do like Van Dijk and think maybe they are the sensible long-term picks for me. Now, with that downgrade, the whole plan was it would free up a decent amount of money to go and make a midfield upgrade somewhere in my team. Now, I have spoken about it. There are three midfielders that I could consider selling this week. Anthony Gordon. Now, I don't hate Gordon as a pick. I quite like him, but I have Trippier as well. And going into Newcastle games with double up on Newcastle, wherever it is on the pitch, always just feels like a massive risk that we might get a performance like we did against Arsenal. Now, Arsenal was so good again, but I do just worry about that a little bit. Now, the next couple of games, Wolves at home, Chelsea away are okay. I can bench Gordon away at Chelsea because I do have Wanky Chan on my bench who has Fulham at home that week. Phil Foden is the next one. Again, he's been very good. The goals are coming in sort of sporadically, but he is getting returns. But Manchester United at home, Liverpool away, then potentially a blank, then it's Arsenal. Do I think one of the other midfielders I could buy could potentially outscore him? Definitely. And he's the most expensive of the lot. So in order, thinking about what I want to do with my other transfers, like maybe getting two of these midfielders in, selling Phil Foden, who is the most expensive midfielder I have, outside of Bakayo Saka, who's definitely going nowhere in my team, might be the sensible thing to do. Then we have Cole Palmer. Now, again, he's been such good value, but I just worry about that Chelsea team over the next couple of weeks. Away at Brentford, who seem to be turning a corner. Let's see how they get on tonight against West Ham. Then Newcastle. Then it might be a blank, although I am free-hitting it. From game week 30 onwards, he does look like a good asset again, but could be one to go in the short term. I do think Phil Foden is the most likely to leave out of my midfielders. In terms of those, I'm looking to buy. Now, Mo Salah was not in the Liverpool squad at all for the Carabao Cup final. So do I think he'll be risked at all for Nottingham Forest away? I don't know. They do have a FA Cup game midweek this week. So we'll get a press conference there and then a press conference going into the weekend where we should learn updates on not only Salah, if you're holding Darwin, more update on Trent, someone like that, and a few of the others as well. So he is, of course, a transfer target if he's going to be available. And if he is going to start Forest, he's got to be right up at the top of the list. But if he doesn't start that game, there are a couple of others. Again, as I've mentioned for several weeks, is Martin Odegaard. So he didn't get a return this week, despite them scoring four goals. But he was, you know, in a game like Newcastle, they do change Odegaard's role a little bit and play him slightly deeper just to help control the game, which they did incredibly well. But Sheffield United at home, away and then Brentford at home in the next two, he could be getting further forward again. And he's definitely one I really, really like going forward. And then, of course, his Spurs. Now, Crystal Palace at home this week has been such an easy fixture. And I worry that it's not quite as easy as it has looked over the past couple of weeks. Crystal Palace, as I've spoken about, have gone to a back five. They look a little bit better defensively. Now it was against Burnley and they've had a couple of easy games where they've done it. But is it going to be quite as straightforward for Spurs at home compared to maybe what it was if they had this fixture a month ago? Maybe not. But Son is probably what I'd prefer. It could be Richarlison. Richarlison is playing up front, but with all the players they've got back from injury now, it does look like Richarlison's going to play 70, 75 minutes every game. Whereas Son will play 
17 minutes on the left wing and then go and play 20 minutes up front, which is a boost for him. He's not on any set pieces anymore with Madison and Porro, but he is on penalties as well. So Son, Odegaard and Salah all feel like such good buys this week. So in terms of my plans for this week, it would be Trent down probably to Senesi. I would then have a difficult decision to make if I'd actually start Senesi this week away at Burnley or I would just sit him on my bench and play them back three that I've got at the moment. I'd probably just bench Senesi away at Burnley and just play Doughty, Trippier and Gabriel at the moment. But there is a decent enough chance that Senesi would start. I would then be looking to upgrade Foden, as I've mentioned, to one of probably Son, yeah, Son Odegaard or Salah are the three that I've spoken to. If Salah's going to be available, he'll go straight to the top of the list, but we're not certain on that. So it's probably going to be Son at the moment. That is my current plan. But we have spoken a lot about how big a week this is for FPL. And there won't be any more uploads for me now until Thursday this week because it is the midweek of the FA Cup. So Tuesday, we have three Premier League teams being involved. Then on Wednesday, we have four Premier League teams being involved in the FA Cup. So there is so much that's going to happen. What this will do is categorically confirm what the blank in Game Week 29 is going to look like. And it will also give us a good prediction of what Game Week 34 as a double and a potential blank for a couple of teams will look like. So the draw for the FA Cup is, I think, eight, yeah, 7.45 on Wednesday evening. So I will not be thinking about my FPL team now until that has all happened and until all those FA Cup games have finished. From Thursday, there'll probably be a video Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, because there'll be so much to talk about. But just take a moment. As I've mentioned a few times, I've posted in a couple of places. Don't go making early transfers because so much could change. There will be a cup upset somewhere. I don't know where it will be. My guesses are Chelsea losing and maybe Newcastle losing. But if there is some cup upsets, it will change the transfers you want to make this week and your plan going forward. So both for me and for you, have some potential plans. Don't make the transfers and now just wait and sit on it until probably the end of Wednesday, Thursday morning as well. So those are my first transfer plans. If you have questions about your team, the FA Cup, potential chip strategy, leave it all in this comment section down below. I won't have that much to do over the next couple of days, so I should be able to answer a fair amount of your questions. So 1,000 likes on the video is always the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. And I'll see you all again after the FA Cup. Sports Social Podcast Network.